Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being in the here and being in the now. Thanks for being available to this moment. When you're entering, you can share where you're from, how you are, and I'm having a little bit of a technical glitch here. There we go. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Lois. Hey, Anik. Hey, everybody. So good to be with you. So good to be here on a Friday. It's a Friday afternoon here. I'm somewhere in Virginia. I think the town is called Wytheville. Wytheville. And they play bluegrass music here. So I heard on the way out there, on the way from, I'm on the way from Asheville, North Carolina to Pennsylvania. And apparently there's a big snowstorm coming through Asheville tomorrow, up to like two feet of snow. It's going to snow for like three days. And uh, I won't be there. I'll be up north. So this is a a space that's based around primarily, foundationally, most essentially being present, being present. Because presence is what brings you into the now, and now is where everything is happening, right? There's nothing that's not happening right now. There's never anything that's not happening right now the now is where it's at the now is always where the magic and the miracles arise flower into being they actually don't happen in the future and they actually don't happen in the past right and the things that you think are the bad things that have happened to you or the bad things that will happen to you they actually don't happen in the future and they actually don't happen in the past, right? Because the past is an idea in our minds, and the future is an idea in our minds. And the mind is here, right? Whatever we're thinking about the past, whatever we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about it right now. It's here in this moment right now. So the more we become present, the more we become self-aware, the more we become attentive, the more we become alert, and the more we become relaxed, right? So there's a relaxed excitement. There's a relaxed awareness. There's a relaxed, attentive, open, clear, available channel for the intelligence of the moment to move through moment by moment by moment. Welcome, Christopher. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Moments by moment, by moment. Or we could say, now, by now, by now. Or we could just say now, right? Tracy Taylor. Welcome, Tracy Taylor. We could just say now, right? So there's a gateway 
that's available now. And you don't have to know what to say. You don't have to know what to think. You don't have to know what to do. You don't have to know what's going to happen. You don't have to know what has happened. You don't even have to know what's happening. See, the mind is overrated. Thinking is overrated. Thinking contrary to what most people in the times that we live in think. Contrary to what most people think, right? Think. And, um, thinking is not the highest form of intelligence. Thinking is a secondary tool that the highest form of intelligence accesses. Does that make sense? Thinking is a secondary tool that the highest form of intelligence accesses. So when I say um, thinking is overrated, I'm not inviting people to become dumber. I'm inviting them to become more intelligent. Right? Thinking is a secondary tool which the deepest intelligence accesses and uses sometimes and sometimes doesn't use. Right? So all the things that you think you are, all the different ways that we've boxed ourselves in, that we've trapped ourselves, all the different ways we've categorized ourselves, all the different ways we've labeled ourselves, all the different ways we've judged ourselves, all the different ways we've shamed ourselves, all the different ways we've blamed ourselves, all the different ways we've judged others, we've shamed others, we've blamed others, we've boxed people in. All of that when you access the infinite essence of who you really are now is seen to be Let's just say it seemed to be what it really is, right? Hey, Sarah. Welcome. Thanks for being here. It seemed to be what it really is, which is not who you really are, which is not the essence of who you really are, which is a temporary passing, fleeting belief. I was talking to a friend of mine a few days ago and he's talking about sex. Is that okay to talk about here? Or is that like against some kind of a rule? Are you guys okay if we talk about sex for a moment? If it's okay to talk about sex, type something in like yes or okay or I, I, I consent or I vote yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. So, he's talking about sex. And he says, there's this place, there's a, when there's a sustained level of ecstasy, there's this place that I get to where 
I don't even know what my name is anymore. Right? I don't even know what my name is. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know what's happening now, right? So there's this just being blown open, like all the circuits are blown open, right? And that's the place, that's the place he was saying he, he gets to when there's a sustained level of ecstasy and he's talking through, through sexual um, connection, this place opens to him on occasion, right? But it's not something when we were, talk, when we were exploring it and talking about it, it's not something that you can make effort or force there's not some technique, there's not some strategy, there's not some formula. It's the opposite of all of that. It's the opposite of effort. It's the opposite of strategy. It's the opposite of a formula. It's being wide open to this moment. And even better, sex is not the only way to access this consciousness. You can access it through meditation. You can access it through mindfulness practices. You can access it usually by accident is the best way to access it. You know, walking down the street, looking at a leaf, looking at a flower, looking at a tree, right? So there's a consciousness that opens of I don't know who I am. I don't know who you are. I don't know where I am. I don't know what just happened and I don't know what's going to happen Right? I don't know who I am, where I am, how I am, where I've been, where I'm going. I don't know anything. I'm blown wide open. Right? So what happens when you forget everything? First of all, it's incredibly scary to the ego. Right? Someone was writing me the other day about how they're reaching this edge, what feels to them like enlightenment, and how... It's terrifying, right? What's going to happen to me? Is it going to be worth it? I feel like there's a feeling like you're dying, you know? And actually you are dying, right? It's the real death. It's not the, it's not the physical death. That's not a real death. The real death is the death of the story of yourself. The real death is the death of being attached and identified with the story of yourself, And if you lose, if you completely lose attachment and identification with the story of yourself, where are you? Who are you? Are you still alive? Do you still exist? Or are you just a bunch of ideas? Are you just a bunch of thoughts? Are you just a bunch of concepts? But when you open to this place... Okay, there's two steps, right? I'm going to take you through two steps right now. So first, you open to this place through some miracle, right? You open to this place of, I don't know who I am. I don't know who you are. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what has happened. I don't even know what's happening. So that's like a reset button. That's like the zero point. That's like a place of Yeah, the best way I can explain it is like everything is reset. So that's the place where the the, the healing happens. Any kind of healing, that's where it happens. 
that's the only place that healing ever happens. So if someone's, if someone's healing you, if someone's a healer, and you're the one who's healed, or you're the healer, and they're the one who's healed, all that's ever happening is they're opening you to that place. They're creating an invitation for you to open to that place in yourself. Because that's where everything can be um, reorganized. That's where everything can be repatterned, restructured. In that opening. In the space of opening. And that's, that's, that's the good news. Like that's, that's the great liberation. That's the space of, of love and openness and freedom and liberation and inner peace and empowerment. And it creates the potentiality for something new to come into being, for something new to come into being, something that was outside of the box you had yourself in before. So before you're like, this is who I am. This is who I'm always going to be. That's who you are. That's who you're always going to be. This is where I am. This is where I'm always going to be. This is what's happened. This is what always will have happened. This is what's going to happen. Right? So the, there's, a, there's a suffocation that the mind, the mind is like squeezing the life out of you. Right? You're inside this prison cell and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Right? And so when you open to the space of vast unknowing, vast infinite unknowing, vast infinite potentiality, these are all just words, right? Let's make that clear. These are all just, it's like concepts, words which create concepts in the mind to point at something that is not a concept in the mind, which I trust you guys can all feel that. So you're feeling something that's behind the words, that's beyond the words. And what you're feeling is yourself. What you're feeling is yourself. What you feel is what you are, and what you are is beautiful, right? What you are is beyond all description, all definition, all conception, all ideology, all belief systems. We have a question, everybody. Let me just finish this one thread and then I'll get to our question. So, when you recognize the space of the infinite essence, the infinite open potentiality, and realize that as yourself, that's when you open to the field of unlimited possibility in your life and you're able to repattern, restructure yourself, repattern, restructure your world and repattern and restructure the story of you because you recognize realize the story of you isn't real all these people that are exploring ayahuasca and psychedelics and um, exotic um, experiences of different various kind of retreats and immersions and challenges it's like everyone's looking for this everyone's looking for this everyone's looking for what Everyone's looking for themselves, right? But yourself is always here and now. So how do you escape all these unconscious limiting belief systems about yourself? By seeing really clearly that they're BS, that they're not true, that they're not real, 
Like literally, they're, it's like um, watching a cartoon on TV, right? Like it's fun to watch, but you know it's not real. That It's like everything that you're experiencing is like a cartoon, right? So it liberates you tremendously. It, 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 it liberates you in the ultimate sense to recognize and realize that, well, I can draw and redraw this create and create and recreate the story however I want because, because, because it's a story. And I don't even need to recreate the story. That's the thing. Like to be in a space, the only reason to create the story is for the joy of creation. The only reason to recreate the story is because it's fun. The only reason to recreate the story is because once you realize the truth, there's really nothing else you could do anyway. It's like you're creating the story every moment. You're creating the story every moment. All there is is story creation. All there is is story creation. All there is is story creation, right? It's like imagination, 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 creating a story. You're creating a linear, you're constructing a linear story that actually doesn't really exist. So this is like a little bit of advanced level maybe for some, but there is no such thing as a linear world. It's a construction of our minds. Like when, when um, uh, people in the field of like uh, astronomy or people that study the sky, right? The, the, the movement of the planets. The planets are moving, right? That's obvious. You see the planets moving over time. But are they moving forward in time? Or are they moving backward in time? Or are they just moving? Right? Whether they're moving forward in time or backward in time, is a construction of our minds. The only thing we can really say is that they're moving. Right? So, space creates time, time creates space. So as soon as things are moving, there's the creation of time. But time is a creation of space, and space is a creation of time. But whether things are moving forward or moving backward, whether we're making progress, what do you guys say in the UK? Progress? progress, we say progress, or things are regressing is a construction of the mind. Whether we're going forward or backward is a construction of the mind. It's all a construction of the mind is the point, right? It's all a construction of the mind. So time, which creates story, is a construction of the mind. Whose mind? Your mind. Whose minds? Your mind. So there should be some like chant that, you know, like cheerleaders have chants. Whose mind? Your mind. Whose mind? Your mind. We we start some like chants that we can like do like consciousness chants, and we'll go around the country and do consciousness chants. Anyway, this, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like you start getting when you when you liberate your mind and open it up, all kinds of creative, fun, playful imagine imaginations and machinations and stories come into being, and the most fun, playful light-hearted story of all is the story of you. That's the most fun, light-hearted, playful story of all is the story of you. The story of you is so light-hearted and playful and fun. I know it doesn't always seem that way and it doesn't always feel that way and it doesn't always look that way, right? But ultimately, that's part of the fun. Like, if it always looked fun, 
it actually wouldn't be fun at all. It'd be like super duper boring. Does that make sense? Like if everything was always fun, there'd be no such thing as fun. We wouldn't have a word for it. The only reason something can be fun is if something else is not fun. And that's what makes it so fun. And it's the same with everything, right? These paradoxes are what allow us to appreciate distinction. And there's, this, there's awareness underneath the play of form. Welcome, Corey Katuna. Where are you, Corey? Are you still in India? There's, there's an awareness of consciousness the play of form as it moves in all its various fun shapes and sizes and colors and all its various emotional manifestations, mental manifestations. You appreciate the play of life, right? You appreciate the play of your life. But you only appreciate the play of life and you only appreciate the play of your life when you recognize and realize that it's play. That it's play. And the reason that it's play is because time is play. And the reason that time is play is because nothing actually really has ever even happened. And nothing actually ever will happen. And nothing's actually even happening. And so I realize that's a radical statement for, you know, the kind of the the stuff that we're usually used to hearing on the news and TV and Facebook and wherever else we are really plugged into trying to figure out what's going to happen. And... There's two levels, right? There's the non-dual awareness and the, and the level of duality. So this isn't about ignoring or um, putting your head in the sands or spiritual bypassing. It's actually the opposite of that. This is what allows you to be fearless in approaching whatever arises and responding to whatever arises and taking the responsibility to create, to be a co-creator in what's arising moment by moment by moment, right? So when you really recognize, see, that's the thing when people talk about, oh, the world is an illusion. The world is an illusion doesn't mean to avoid it. The world is an illusion means to dive in playfully and freely, right? Like if you say, I don't usually use the word illusion, but I do say that it's a dream, right? There's dreams within dreams within dreams within dreams, Right, so if the world is a dream, then could someone explain to me why you would possibly want to avoid it? How can you avoid something that doesn't even actually exist? Like if there's no material world, right, if there's no material world, then how could you possibly avoid something that doesn't even exist? You would just be fully open, fully here, fully available, fully responsive, fully in a state of love, fully in a state of inner peace, fully in a state of freedom, and fully in a state of empowerment, regardless of the passing conditions, and that includes the passing conditions. This is not about trying to be happy. Please. That's like, that's like um, 
juvenile level spirituality, trying to be happy. Please, please. This is not about trying to be happy. This is not about trying to be anything. What is it about? I don't know what it's about. That's, that's why it's so fun, right? That's what's so fun. Like, I have no idea who I am. I have no idea who you are. I have no idea where I am. I have no idea how I am. I have no idea what happened. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I don't even know what's happening, right? So if you have no idea who you are, who someone else is, what's happened, what's going to happen, what's happening, where you are, if you're in this vast, 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 infinite space of not knowing, then there's nothing, there's no thoughts that can limit you. There's nothing that you're attached to that can limit you, that can, that can, that can have you in a space of fear or insecurity, right? But then within that, that's the first part, right? Living in the now, exactly. But that's the first part, but there's a second part. There's a second part, which is equally important, which a lot of spiritual teachings don't point out. The second part is when you recognize yourself in this vast unknowing, this vast infinite space, this vast infinite potentiality, we could call it, you then create the limitations. Consciously, consciously create the limitations. So there's limitations. In the world of duality, there's limitations. Let's see what an example is of a limitation. The amount of people that are tuned in to, to this Facebook Live right now, right? That's, that's the number. And there's not any more than that. But there could be more than that, right? So you, you, the, the limitation, the form creates the structure, but there's actually no limit. The limit is temporary. So there's no limit to where it can go, but there is a limit to where it is in this moment. And that's good because that form creates life, creates movement, creates present, creates future. This is where I want to go, but this is where I'm at right now. This is where I've been, but this is where I'm going. So everything starts to come in. This whole universe starts to come into being. Oh, oh, this is who I am. Oh, this is where I was born. This is how old I am. You know, this is what my, my dreams are. This is the things I've experienced. So you, 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 that all starts to come back into being. But now it's coming into being in a new way. It's not something that's like oppressed upon you or something that's coming from an external source outside of you. You're the author of the story. You're the author of the story. So that's the great freedom. And then you can create and recreate the story from this space of infinite freedom of who and what you truly are. And this is the essence of all the spiritual teachings, all the religions, all the, the mystical poets. They're all pointing at this same exact truth. And that's what, because when you first start to delve into this, it seems like confusing, like people are talking about different things. There's all these different ideas, all these different beliefs. And that's true, actually. There are all these different ideas. There are all these different beliefs. However, 
However, the truth is not an idea and the truth is not a belief. And they're all pointing at that same truth. The truth that transcends ideas and beliefs and stories. The essence of who we are. And this is what people call spirit. This is what people call spirit or spirituality. Which is just a word and a concept. Okay, I'm going to look at some of this, uh, some of these comments, and rest my voice for a moment. Actually, I won't rest my voice. I'll say what the comments are. Nina says, "Up and down, acceptance, observation, communication, overcoming limitations, acknowledging possibility, reshaping, observation of form, and the concept within the frame of love, infinite, and freedom." Beautiful, beautiful. Well said. We're evolving and growing, says Holly. There was a couple questions here. Uh, Robert thinks I'm attached to the role of teacher. I don't think I've uh, mentioned that in this space at all. It's interesting. I think the, the whole thing with the guru is actually pretty much dead, which I'm really happy, excited about. I think there's this, this, this transition that's, that's happening where um, the sense of recognizing that this truth is inside all of us, right? This truth is inside all of us. And the person who is, who is speaking the truth, the person who is articulating the truth, the person who, has, who is clearly bringing forward the truth is um, of the same essence of, as you and inviting you to realize that truth here as well. Um, so that's exciting that that's, that that's happening. Um, there was another comment here I wanted to get at. Let's see, I'm getting to it. What are your thoughts about spirituality today and most of the mainstream stuff versus the native and indigenous wisdoms? I resonate a lot with that and sometimes see a lot of the current spiritual teachings somewhat abstract or not grounded. I, I think that, like I said, there's, there's an essential truth that's in all the different cultures and teachings throughout space and time, in different times and different places, and they're pointing at the same truth. So there can be different pathways to that. Um, I think one thing that's not so important is the culture um, attached to the truth. So, for example, people may think like, oh, if I wear this like um, Indian, Indian being the Indian of East Asia, right? If I wear these different clothing or garb, that's going to make me enlightened. No, it's not. It's just going to make you wearing different clothes. That's all. Or the same thing with indigenous people, right? If I, if I wear this different outfit or I do these different practices, it's like there's something beyond the culture. The culture is not the awakened consciousness. The awakened consciousness is something that extends beyond the culture. So the culture, the cultural expression is just a cultural expression, right? You can wear a suit, a three-piece tie, a three, uh, what's it called? Three-piece suit with a tie. You can wear nice shoes. You can be naked. You can carry a spear. You can carry a gun. You can carry a flower, Right? It's the, etern the external expression is just the external expression. It's not where the focus is. The focus is on what lies beyond the external expression. But 
if you're tuned in, you can feel that truth, right? You can feel that truth resonating in the sense of who you are. The responsibility factor is the biggest thing. Absolutely. The whole point is, is absolutely about fear. Being able to, to... Because fear comes from separation. Right? So when you, when you live in a world of separation, where you think that things are actually really separate from each other, and people are actually really separate from each other, then there's fear. You know, and that's where the ego comes into being. But when you recognize that there actually truly is no separation, you know, that there's a there's a there's a oneness of realization that comes into being, then there's a sense of um, recognition and realization that love is the essence of what's here. That love is the truth and the foundation of what's here, here and now in this moment, right? And there's, there's a, um, love is really a realization of what is. Love is really a realization of the truth of what is in this moment, now. So it's primarily first and foremost something it's it's primarily first and foremost a recognition of who you are right and then it can be something that's expressed with a with a relationship with another with a partner with a husband with a wife with a family with a community right etc but without that recognition of realizing that you are the essence of love then you're never going to really have those things in a really um, clear and healthy way when you you look outside of yourself Rhonda says, I can get distracted by thought forms of fantasy. What if, ifs, and remember I am just me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's what we do, right? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this terrible thing happens? That'll make this really bad thing happen, which will make this horrible thing happen. And then that really, and then it's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. None of that's actually ever even happened. You know, none of that's actually ever even happened. I'm just sitting here talking to you all and we're having a sweet time together. Nina says, religion is like the subculture. Religion is just like subculture or like the variation of clothing, way of speaking, music that's listened to. All of the mental with a common alignment of love, the oneness that aligns with the style of expression, what's within is as is now eternally. Yes. Yes, love is the foundation. Thank you, Ellen. Love is the foundation. Love is the essence. Does anyone else have any other questions, comments? I like these questions. Ayana Holistic Healing. Thank you for these beautiful questions. The question is, what is your view on how we are interconnected to the problems we face and see in the world? Well, I mean, if everything is interconnected, 
then which everything is interconnected then we are connected to the problems that we face right so the way to change the world is to change ourselves i'm not the first person to state that truth you know people like gandhi have stated that truth and that's the place of empowerment the way to really change the world and make a shift in the world is to change yourself and make the shifts in yourself the shifts in your own consciousness and start there and take responsibility there now there's one other thing i would add to that is you recognize that and realize that without getting into um, negative self-talk or shame or blame or self-punishment or any kind of punishment it's just a noticing right so what does it mean about you what does it mean about the story of you that's where the ego can latch on to attachment identification with positive ideas about ourselves or attach identify with negative ideas about ourselves but whether the ego is attached to identifying with positive ideas or negative ideas they're still limiting they're still limiting us from the absolute freedom from recognizing and realizing the absolute freedom the absolute love the absolute essence of who and what we truly are beyond any beyond attachment and identification with any ideas or or concepts Hola, Susie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. This, you know, what opens here is not, it's a, I always view it as a co-creation of all of us. So I'm opening up to all of you. And then through this shared presence, the words come through me that are in a sense channeled through all of us right so it's like i'm the focal point of a unified field of consciousness that the invitation has opened up between us so thank you to me and thank you to you as well for being here because it sure wouldn't be quite as fun without you that's for sure i'm clear on that let me tell you a couple ways to plug in i'm offering free complimentary personal life coaching session to anyone who is a first-time client so you can message me i'll have links set up here later today i just kind of put this out in a very free-flowing organic way but there's a but you can just private message me is the simplest way to do it hi lynn and have a um, personal life coaching session with me and i'll send you a little form like a five-minute questionnaire so you can tell me what you want to focus on and what you want to give your attention to during the session and I'm happy to, uh, to dive in with you that way and just create a field of full presence together, one-on-one um, -on -one together. We also have an online community where we do group coaching together. And that's been really beautiful, and that's starting to kind of amp up and pick up together. So, um, so feel free to join us there. Um, it's called the Secret Glow Community, and it's on Facebook. And some of you who I think are tuned in now or will be tuning in later are part of our group and another place to really delve in deeper together. Uh, and then we have some retreats coming up. I have some retreats coming up. I have a New Year's retreat coming up in North Florida. Um, I have a silent retreat coming up in Thailand in January. Another silent retreat coming up in March 
in Florida and a seven-day retreat in Italy in June. Those are the things that are scheduled right now. And the the seven-day the seven is our second annual, which was really phenomenal. It's in the same location as it was last year. And the New Year's retreat, also second annual, and also in a really sweet, sweet place. And beautiful people that are really on this path together, come together, which is really important right now to come together in person. And, um, yeah, I'm just here and available to support you. So those are some different options of ways to plug in deeper. And I've been doing this. This seems to be happening once a week. This is my, my podcast. You can find this not only here, but you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on SoundCloud, um, et cetera, right? You can find it in different spots, archived, and tune in anytime to tune in. Nina is asking, how do you define good or bad in feeling and confidence? I mean, you can change your perception and reality of a concept of what is true with power of perception of reality. Just food for thought. I think what you're saying is, if I understand it, is that good and bad is relative. Good or bad is not an absolute truth, but good or bad is based on our perception, our subjective perception of what we're experiencing and our subjective perspective what we're experiencing can change right so I have a few friends that are going through a breakup right now right and they think it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to them it's like this terrible horrific thing that's happening to them right now but my sense is like they'll look back uh, in like five years or ten years and be and say this is one of the best things that ever happened to me like this relationship that I'm in now I never would have opened to the potentiality here, the evolution of the evolution and maturity and depth and healthy, deep, intimate relating that I'm experiencing now if I hadn't had that experience five or ten years ago, right? So it looks bad um, in the moment, can look good later, but can look good in the moment, can look bad later, and both are relative. Neither one is, is absolute truth. But if you look, but what I will say is if you view what you're experiencing as for your evolution and for your growth. In other words, if something is difficult or challenging, it's here for your evolution and here for your growth of your consciousness and of your um, to awaken to who you really are, then everything has value, right? Whether it's happy or sad or painful or pleasure, everything has value for, for you. And actually the things that are most difficult have the most value because you'll learn and expand and grow the most through those challenges. Let's just have a moment to be in silence together. Thank you all. See you in the next now.